Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the AEW Rampage and Battle of the Belts preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage and Saturday night's Battle of the Belt show. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2. But oh, pay-per-views or bloody premium live events or whatever they're calling them nowadays. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on Wrestle Culture. As I said, they're joined by Michael Cedric to do a combo preview of Battle of the Belts and AEW Rampage. As a result, no time for a Rampage wrap this week. Also, I'm not sure if people actually want it in 2022, but we're going to have to do this a weird way around. Obviously, it's Rampage tonight, Sidge. But there's an elephant in the room with regards to Battle of the Belt, so let's tackle that one first. Yes, absolutely. So on Rampage tonight, they are going to reveal a card change for Battle of the Belts as a result of, quote, their words, their tweet, medical protocol. It's January 2022. <laughs> we can potentially infer what, in fact, they are talking about. Basically, one or potentially both matches. Mm. I mean, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Potentially both <laughs> oh, matches. Don't say that. Don't Battle be- of the Belt. Be- Battle of the Nout. <laughs> like, potentially both matches could be um, affected here. I'm going to say something that might annoy or worry people, but. As far as I, my very limited, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a virologist or whatever they're Mm -hmm. called, I'm not a statistician, (laughs) but as far as I'm aware, right, America's wave is just behind ours or in front of it. Basically, they're going to get the worst of it just after us. Now, in Britain, so many English Premier League football fixtures were postponed, Mm -hmm. like uh, piles of matches were just burnt or like saved for later because of like just significant COVID outbreaks in several squads. Yeah, this isn't just uh, a certain number of players have, have tested positive for COVID. They literally, in some teams, had so many positive cases, they wouldn't have had 11 players to put on a football pitch. Yes, and these are squads of like 25. Yeah. Premier League squads of 25 players did not have sufficient numbers. What is it? How many subs do you get these days? Five? I think so. It used to be five. When seven, uh, I don't know. I've not played football manager for a while, so I need to catch up. <laughs> Either way, so many fixtures postponed. 
and um, given that America is getting into that worst of it phase right now as we speak, a bit of advice to our wonderful listeners and followers and all the rest of it. Don't really get too emotionally attached to literally any match or, in fact, card that's yeah. going to be scheduled for the month of January. I expect what's happening on Saturday night and how the show's been affected to be a pretty frequent, and it happened at day one as well mm-hmm. in WWE, yeah. And this is going to get more and more frequent and intensified as the month of January, hopefully, and that's it, unfolds. Um, I expect more outbreaks. Just don't get emotionally involved in pro wrestling for the remainder of the (laughs) month. This announcement that we don't know yet makes it exceptionally difficult to preview Battle of the Belts because the card hasn't yet been changed, even though we know it's going to change. Mm -hmm. Run through the card, and I'll tell you in the nicest possible way what could happen if... We don't know which one's going to change. So at present, we know that one of them is going to, but we don't know which ones. That's just... Yeah. We'll go through the card, and I'll tell you a potential replacement I have in mind. Okay, so we've got the TNT Championship match. Uh, Cody Rhodes uh, regaining that title uh, over the Christmas period. Christmas Day. How inspired. (laughs) He's going to be facing off against the former champion, Sammy Guevara. Um, Who leaves as TNT champion if this match goes ahead again? I'll just do it on like uh, if it happens basis, and yes, if it doesn't okay. basis. What I think has happened here is that they've kind of sensed that Sammy Guevara's TNT title reign, he's had the odd four-star match, but what does that mean anymore mm. in terms of a legacy, in terms of viewership, in terms of the prestige of a title? Because legitimately, it's a really bad and incredibly rare week if AEW across Dynamite and Rampage doesn't give you one four-star match. That's the quality ceiling we're talking about these days. So it's hard for Guevara's reign to stand out. I personally think the caliber of his opponents, not in terms of in-ring talent, but in terms of profile, it's a test. If you're the champion, you're meant to elevate a mid-card guy, a veteran guy, a solid-hand guy. Mm -hmm. You're meant to make a massive spectacle out of your matches, irrespective almost of the opponent, because you're the champ, you're the guy you've been entrusted with the responsibility. I legitimately have only really felt that once with Guevara, and that was the Jay Lethal match, because I don't like Jay Lethal. Mm. I can't get away from the accusations that follow Jay Lethal around. Um, But on that night, that match was genuinely incredible, a very worthy and fitting main event. I do feel a bit sorry for Sammy, though, because he feels like a lot of his matches have just been... The previous week, someone new shows up, a Jay Lethal, a Tony Nese and his tiny knees or whatever, and they go, and next week or this Friday or whenever it's going to be, I'm going to challenge you for the title, as opposed to, you know, a, a story that we got with, say, Darby Allen and Cody, for example. Yeah, I get that, but at the same time, Miro worked Lee yeah, Johnson, yeah, who's fair. not really a big star in AEW. He worked Brian Maybe Pillman that, yeah. Jr. and gave him his best match. The objective of a champion is to elevate anyone and everyone around you to your level and make a feature attraction. The Tony Nese match was a ripper, but it didn't really feel special. Um, the Ethan Page match was excellent. It didn't really feel special. It didn't really feel like a big title fight. The only time he's really done it for me was against um, Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they possibly could have booked him better. It's all a work. But at the same time, you kind of want your champion to really bring out the best of your opponents. And I don't genuinely feel like Sammy Guevara has done that. I really enjoyed the Cody match. It was a bit gratuitous, but it's Cody, (laughs) and I like that about him. I don't know whether they have done this title switch 
to give Guevara's reign a bit of a spice to it, a bit of an unpredictability, like a moment, something to really put it over, and him getting it back could be a, it's a second opportunity. We've given you the best possible platform um, to succeed as champion the second go-round. Or if this is basically you didn't really do well enough in the role, so we're giving it to Cody, and, and he can... And you're getting quite a lot of heat. You're getting a lot like of heat, heat post, brother. So it's fascinating on that level, but I'm more interested in the booking master plan and the direction than I am the way in which the match has been promoted. Obviously, I hated the Lambert Brandy Rhodes thing. It got over in the arena, we should say that. So yeah, on a level that's not really ideal, you want to be involved in a story, in the fictional story. On a level that isn't ideal, I'm really incredibly fascinated about this result, but the match not, might not even be happening. Yeah, there might not be. It might be Sammy getting replaced. It might be... Cody not being involved in it whatsoever, if we Cody, don't know. Cody, through medical protocol, can't make the show, then they can't have a title match. If it's Sammy, they could line up several challenges yeah. because they have the benefit of the open challenge gimmick associated with the TNT title, so they don't have to burn through who's next in the ranking system. Oh, Christ, it's Miro. We don't want him to lose yet. The ideal situation is that, you know, Cody's fine and he can work anyone, but I don't know what the hell it's going to be. We'll go through Britt Baker next, and I'll give you my potential replacement if, in fact, one, if not both, matches are cancelled. If this match goes ahead, Cody leaves as TNT champion for you? No, I think they're giving um, a Hail Mary for Sammy Guevara of, we'll give you the Cody rub to really launch this title run that really hasn't hit every cylinder. I think Cody leaves. Just because I'm, I'm fascinated uh, to see what happens with Cody Rhodes in 2022. And then he's got, I don't know, I'd never know what happens with the Go Big stuff. So yeah, no, it's nowhere that. near ready for that. They okay. always film it in like August time, so it's just they've already. It's already to keep advertising blokes on fire jumping off stuff. I keep thinking they're filming it again. Yeah, it's in the can, but at the same time, maybe they want them as TNT champion to do better cross promotion. Maybe the only thing that's making me think absolutely nailed on Guevara's winning is the fact that the rematch is so sudden. Yes, it just feels like a little holiday gimmick. Um, because if you if the idea is you don't want to bury Guevara. Um, you just want to have a little humble title reign, get it over with. You wouldn't beat him again. So I think Guevara, because uh, if you look, it's a two-match card. I think their intention for it was Baker versus Rio could go 12 to 15 minutes, shoot a few angles, a few promo segments. I think the idea here is or was to do Cody, Sammy and go 2025, yeah. do everything in their power to do like a proper quote-unquote classic. Sammy gets it and then he can go again. Uh, and we've also got a battle of the belts. Uh, Britt Baker versus Riho for the AW Women's Championship. Of course, Britt Baker struggled in the past against Riho. Can she finally beat her here again if the match happens? It's one of those where AEW's approach to women's division wrestling is such a macro, I don't want to say a failure, because even though it didn't do well in the execution, everything they try to do, the TBS title tournament has been ace. It just hasn't always met the ambition of the book. And it's really quite intricate. A lot of things sprawled outside. But at the same time, when you get Ruby Riot, Ruby Soho, sorry, to cut a promo on the challenger's behalf, <laughs> that challenger having barely featured on AEW TV at all, you kind of don't get the impression that Riho's going to win, do you? No. Like, it's been a criminal build, realistically, um, in terms of presenting a viable challenger who might yet take the title. The way in which the story's unfolded or barely has makes me realise, not that it wasn't kind of obvious in the first place, they've done nothing to make me doubt a fairly obvious defence. 
on a happier note, I thought the Rampage match was a low-key banger. I think they held back in terms of the duration and what they mm-hmm, did mm-hmm. with the express purpose of making this match really go well. I'm a huge fan of Riho. I think she should be featured far more heavily than she is. Um, I think her and Baker have great chemistry. Uh, but Baker's still not like this five-star match wizard, but she can really go in the spot when she's motivated and she's as driven as anybody else. She's got two jobs <laughs> to know this. So all in all, I expect this to be great, dot, 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 if it even happens. Yeah, I think Baker retains for the, all the reasons you've given. If it there, happens. If it happens. Um, I think just to, I was trying to keep them separate, but you kind of have to do everything in one go here. Do you think that, well, it's fairly obvious, it seems, that the team of Riho and, and Ruby Soho get the victory on Rampage to lead into Battle of the Belts? So tonight on Rampage, they've got that tag match with Baker and Hater uh, going up against the two of them. Yeah, Riho will almost certainly pin Jamie Hater in this match. Jamie Hayes thought it'd take a brilliant bump. Yes, I don't want to. I don't want to. It feels like a real backhanded compliment to say she's the Dolph Ziggler of the AW Women's Division. I mean that in the nicest possible way. Yes, and she's still got potential to be a star. But yes, they've uh, they've absolutely WWE'd this this title match in terms of as you often say when we come around to talking about these premium live events that WWE put on. Awful build, no doubt. The match is going to be an absolute banger. Yeah, and that's not what I want to talk about when I talk about no. AEW remotely. Um, so yeah, you talked about potential match replacement. You know, like we say, there's no point in sitting here speculating, saying, "Oh, what if Rio can't do it? What if Guevara can't do it?" But what we can do is, if they just call off one or bloody both of the matches entirely, is pitch as you have uh, in the What Culture office this morning uh, an adequate, more than adequate replacement. Yes, right. So it's Battle of the Belts. <laughs> So they have to do a title match or potentially two title matches to replace one of the two title matches that are already um, advertised for the card. My idea would be Hangman Page hasn't got a inbuilt opponent ready and I don't think they want to overexpose him as champion. Needs must, they might realise, hang on, if this feels like half of a rampage for the first Battle of the Belt, that's another reason why I thought Guevara was going over because they want to establish it as yeah, this momentous fair. thing. Um where if you tune in to this thing that you're only watching for the first time, you'll see a title switch in the next three or four, whatever. Um, but if that can't happen or if the other one can't happen, Jurassic Express have just won the titles, right? FTR work fabulously with Jungle Boy oh, in singles yes. and tags. They had a great match in deep into 2020, I believe, when FTR just won the belt. And Dax Harwood versus Jungle Boy yes. was a low-key just to give him no space whatsoever. Dax Howard <laughs> rules. Um, so I'm firmly expecting, as a replacement, Jurassic Express first title defense against FTR. The reason for that is, one, FTR just love pro wrestling. They are they just adore it. So I think they'll volunteer themselves yeah. to just put over another team knowing that they're so great that they can just get their heat back whenever. Um so I think that they have been firmly in the title picture with Lucha Bros. They love wrestling so much that they would be, they would rejoice at the idea of working twenty minutes, especially it's in Carolina, isn't it? One of the, it's in the Carolinas. Yeah, you might be right there. Yeah, I know. I think the Carolinas is next week. It's in some kind of AW FTR markdown. <laughs> let's face it. Yeah. So for that reason, I think they'll be the replacement. And also, I got the suspicion that. They were going to do another FTR versus Lucha Bros match after Lucha Bros dropped the belts. Mm-hmm. 
um, to build FTR as an interim threat before a pay-per-view for Jurassic Express because they were always like, their feet were below the ropes and they kept tweeting about various things that... Uh, so they were working this gimmick of, like, they pinned the wrong man at full gear on one of the Rampage rematches or the Rampage rematch, their feet were under the ropes. Basically, they can go back to that footage, which they tend to do when they do make good situations, and they could shoot an angle on Rampage tonight where Dax Harwood says... Cash's feet were underneath the ropes. We were denied a title opportunity. We won't want against the new champions, and they can easily build a mm-hmm. match like that. To be honest, given the circumstances, no one cares really, surely, about, oh, well, they're not ranked. They shouldn't be in this match. It's like they want a good match. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, they want a great match that could double as, a, as an attraction. And FTR versus Jurassic Express could be that. Hangman Page doesn't have a clear um, ranked opponent, and whoever's ranked at the top... Bit of an indictment that I don't know. Mm. Um, you don't want to burn through that on an ad hoc, impromptu basis. And it might step on Give the... Give Captain Sean Dean a match, because he's got yeah. a 1-0 record this year. Like It might step on the toes of the TNT title gimmick, but at the end of the day, it needs must in a circumstance like this. So, But I still think they'll go with the tag, because I think they've binned off the idea of doing Battle of the Belts as this major, major destination event. I think as soon as TNT or Warner turned around to them and said, oh, we can only do an hour... Yeah. I think AEW in response went, right, well, we can't give you the very best of what we do if it's an hour because it just already feels like a cursed, apathetic concept. Mm, I think that's fair. I love that idea as a, as a replacement match because like you say, um, even if they do build them up again as like an interim challenge or we're planning to with Lucha Bros, obviously good news, never good to hear someone get injured, but reassuring news about Phoenix only, only dislocating yeah. his, uh, his el- arm, elbow, whatever it was, uh, as opposed to a straight-up break. Still, obviously, ligament damage, and, and it will take a while for him to recover. We wish him well in his recovery there. But I think it's fair to say that FTR on a, are on the, the downswing away from the title. So, like you say, another loss. I'm not saying they should lose lots more matches, but another loss won't necessarily hurt them if you, like you say, hoy them into this, this picture and... Yeah, I'd rather that than just a throwaway. You either burn through, like you say, a top five contender for Hangman Page, or you have a mate, or you have a match with Page with someone who doesn't deserve to be in there, and then you're just ready for the bad faith actors on on social media to yeah. be like, "Oh, this guy'd never get a title shot in WWE." Or and more importantly, not a particularly good rating either. No, if you get Hangman Page versus I don't know, like I don't want to pick on him, but like a Joy Janela. They might do that. They had a killer match at all in. one of the, I think it was my favourite to actually watch on the card. Mm. They had a not-so-good one on Dynamite earlier this year, but, you know, they could just say... They could go unsanctioned, but then it wouldn't be a battle of the belt. I don't know. I don't envy them. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Well, let's transition and talk about Rampage. And you know what? I'm just going to... We'll, we'll get to the fun stuff in a minute because we have to deal with the other elephant in the room. Uh, and that is, you know, often we come into this and we don't like to find out about results or, you know, outcomes or anything like that or surprises on Rampage. But sometimes we just do in the nature of our job and we know about one of the key moments in this Adam Cole versus Jake Atlas match, which is kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, absolutely. Jake Atlas having had his potential totally squandered with an absolutely bizarrely lifeless NXT run, which I, every single goddamn week, the mega fans will recall this, every single week I was bemoaning the way in which he was promoted. You said, because I obviously didn't know a great deal about him until he popped up in, in WWE, you said... When he was signed by WWE, he was white hot on the industry. He was effectively the new king of the independent scene as it kind of had to reinvent itself when so many of the leading stars on it were either warehoused by WWE or signed for an actual purpose by AEW. <laughs> um, Jake Atlas rose amongst the ranks to be like the new leading kind of star of it and he was because uh, WWE were in that mode still. It's like, right, we love you straight away. And Atlas grew up loving WWE, even though it's rubbish now. I think he thought, oh, I still love it. So he just picked WWE over AEW. Speaking of which, did you hear about what Walter's final match in NXT UK is going to be? Oh, um... Benjamin Carter. Yeah. I mean, that should be amazing. Yeah. I might actually watch NXT UK Same. for once. <laughs> Jesus I don't know what his bloody name is in, in NXT uh, UK. Nathan Fraser. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Um, Generic. <laughs> Get... Gary Smith, there we go. Absolutely. So I've been waiting desperately for WWE to do something, anything with Jake Atlas. I gave up after three months, quite frankly. Yeah. But now he's finally got the chance in a promotion that can actually push people who kind of want to push him because they wanted him all along. And he gets like a really, apparently, I don't know yet, but it feels like a fairly serious knee injury. Well, the fact we've got such a swift response re-Phoenix's uh, horrific a freak injury on uh, on dynamite, and it's all been very quiet following an MRI. I, you know, if you don't you get expect that, the worst, yeah, you? you're kind of expecting the worst. Hope for the best. Um, I got one indication of quality for a match that I don't even know if they went to a finish or they just had to call it off. We're, we're going to find out tonight. Um, 
I heard that it's a sh- real shame because Jake Atlas was quote unquote working his arse off. Mm. Um, thank you, I think, to Hangman Adam Pierce Parody on Twitter. <laughs> There's a great account. I don't actually follow him, but it's one of those where you know when they pop up so often yeah. on your feed because they're popular and they get RT. I'll follow you. Yeah, good, good follow. Um, apparently, he's working his goddamn arse off, and the match was trending towards something really, really, really good. And then, obviously, he suffered this injury. It was, what a flex it would have been as well, putting. Atlas against a guy who still feels like an NXT guy almost, basically doing the very best NXT match involving Jake Atlas that AEW was actually promoting. It would have been quite amusing. Because they did it before with, with Take on TN. Was it Santana Garrett? Santana Garrett, yeah. yeah. Basically do now we can just do what they do better. Like, I love that kind of spice, but it's blown up in their bloody face. Yeah, I know a fair bit about... Well, we know about the spot that caused this, and I know about the finish, so I won't say a great deal more about this match. But, yeah, such a shame. And hopefully, when he's healed up, which, fingers crossed, won't be too long. Again, we wish him well in his recovery. They can run this one back. Because in the moment this was announced, I know you got very excited. Ah, oh, thrilled to see the guy finally get a chance to be Jake Atlas. They made Jake Atlas like, a really charismatic young bloke, and they just made him into, like, a... Trunks and Boots guy with no personality. Mm. It's phenomenally bizarre. Trunks and Boots guy, no personality, but still one of the best finishers in WWE. Yeah, I know. Bonkers. Uh, right, um, we will talk uh, about the uh, the biggest story on Rampage in due course. In the interim, we have to discuss the no DQ, no holds barred, no bloody rules match. Uh, it's 2.0 and Daniel Garcia versus Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz. We've bemoaned the... Uh, issues surrounding Eddie Kingston and, and you know, their not necessarily a, a lack of keenness to push him, but just titting about and asking Chris Jericho what he reckons when this guy should have been pushed immediately following that uh, sensational, was it Players' Tribune article, I believe? Yes. Um, anyway, Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, 2.0, Daniel Garcia. They have to try really hard to screw this one up. Yeah, and the worry is that Chris Jericho is going to be incredibly and actively involved because why wouldn't he be? He's been in the... He's been... What is this? I don't really care. I I think this match would be class. Why wouldn't it be? I'm really interested to see how Daniel Garcia operates in this environment. A total wild plunder brawl. Um, If he excels in it, and to be honest, I've got no reason to see why he wouldn't, even though I've never seen him do it, if that makes any sense at all. Like, he'll just, again, add another, like, argument to his case that he should be getting pushed as one of the prospects in North America right now. Um, Certainly one to watch if he wasn't already in 2022. We know he can brawl. He had that incredible brawl come fight with uh, Eddie Kingston. We know he can do technical wrestling with unbelievable panache. Mm. He can... If you're that good, you obviously can do different genres, and it's great that they're trying them out in that role. I'm really expecting them to do some incredibly creative stuff. Santana and Ortiz are amazing with Plunder. They this is the year they get the tag titles, isn't it? Yes, I think so. I hope so. They had the best Plunder match in AEW history. Yes. It was incredible. So I'm, I'm, my expectations are high for this. Eddie Kingston can fight. 2.0 can do this kind of bumping. Like the catharsis of watching these deliberate jackasses were being nice. We love them as mid-card oh. irritant heels. Yeah, I think it should be something special, but the extent to which Chris Jericho is involved is kind of scaring me at this point. Chris Jericho phoned in some absolutely rubbish patter that he jotted down on his phone five minutes before the show on Dynamite on Wednesday. It honestly feels to me, since the arrivals of CM Punk and Brian Danielson, and he's kind of been scaled back down to the mid-card, he's walking around with a face like a smacked arse. I genuinely <laughs> think it's not on. I've got to agree with you. 
my my I, you I saw I pulled a face whilst you were talking there, and it's because I had a sudden flash of oh god, what if they put Chris Jericho on commentary for this? Oh, they probably will. I mean, yeah, they will. Uh, you know, he's let's say divided opinion on commentary on AEW. Just needs to turn heel. But if he goes through this match, calling them pinhead and squarehead like it's a thing, and you're going to sell a T-shirt, it as well. he will it. scream it as well if he does. It will be unbearable. I might have to watch this with the sound off because I do, I love Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Like you say, have got this. They've got such potential uh, heading into this year, and, and and I hope this is a springboard for them, like you say, considering their history in these sorts of matches. 2.0, Daniel Garcia. The only thing that could potentially screw this match up is something that's not involved in the match. It's so frustrating. I just... Get it out of your system. If you're going to do the Kingston-Jericho stuff, get it out of your system as soon as possible for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And make Jericho the... F- Even if they don't make Jericho the face... Uh, the heel in this, yes. he will be the de facto default, de facto mm. default heel by, there's just no doubt in my mind. No, exactly. Um, right, let's conclude by talking about the man who, well, could quite possibly be AEW's star of 2022. I'm talking, of course, of Hook. He's in a match against Aaron Solo on Rampage tonight. I have seen one either GIF or five-second video from something around this match, and it's got me... Very excited. Um, but yeah, it, well, what do you reckon? Is 2022 the year of Hook in AEW? Well, they're not mucking about <laughs> with this push. Like, like They're talking a lot about rankings and wins and how Third much they matches. matter. Third match. And he's, I mean, he's clearly going over. Aaron Solo's not going to beat him. Like, realistically, is it? Stretch me if you can. Survive if I let you or something. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, so he's obviously going to win. That'll put him up to 3-0. Like, this is it. They're, they're going hard on Hook. They've spent a year... By cultivating his myth and you know his aura, and now they've sent him. He's being sent. He's getting. He's sending all of the time. Um, so yeah, could very well be. Because yeah, he's certainly very over. He's so good. Right, he's incredible. Like beyond the pile driver no sell, the uh, the head drop suplex. My favorite thing in that match against Bear Bronson. Right, I'm not necessarily a big nerd for. Well, I can't believe he would win in a fight against someone that big. You know why? Because I've watched some combat sports before. He did this takedown of Bear Bronson. I can't even describe it. I don't know what it's called. Um, but it felt like, yep, that would conceivably put that guy in his ass because you've used the center of gravity against him. And it was like this really weird, slow thing that looked awesome. I don't even know what it's called. What's it even called? Yeah, Hook rules. He does the little things great. He's got the presence. He's got the charisma. He's got this incredibly unique working style. His athletic. I've described him. And you know what? It's such a great take. I'm going to do one on every podcast about hook moves like pack works like taz yes that's a great shout moves like pack works like taz why wouldn't and he's a teenage heartthrob why wouldn't you push this guy to the moon that shout out to our very own i think it was andrew pollard uh, who shared the image on social uh, on uh, on our work slack thread this week that photo of him no, which i on. assume's from from tonight it's just messiah s. Yes. It's so good. And everyone loves Hook. Like, when they announced that they were sending Hook again on Rampage on Dynamite, he could he got a Road, road Warrior pop mm. for his match graphic. So it's his, yeah? They could even have a little bit of fun with him. I don't want to take the piss, but imagine one week they're like, this week on, I don't know, either Rampage or, or Dynamite, I'm not bothered. Hook, guest commentary, and he just sits there and eats chips the whole time, doesn't say a word. Yes. 
I'd love that. Do that. Um, well, yeah. Let us know your thoughts on 2022, the year of Hook, and everything we've discussed. And, uh, well, yeah, let's just keep our fingers crossed for Battle of the Belts, which we'll find out more about, of course, on AW Rampage tonight. But let us know your thoughts on everything at WhatCultureWWE on Twitter. Uh, watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. The SmackDown Preview is available right now. We'll be back later with WrestleCulture with a hashtag BloodyGoodQuiz. And we'll be back on Monday to review everything that goes down across the weekend. But for now, this has been the AW Rampage and Battle of the Belts preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.